November 9th, 2022, election day plus one. You hear that big collective exhale? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although although it, uh, it was more of a red trickle. <laughs> True. True. Uh, and uh, still way up in the air. We don't even know what kind of trickle it is. It might just be a trickling little stream that dies into the forest of hell or perhaps uh, there'll be some... Perhaps there'll be some uh, light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, maybe at least uh, speaking for the good of the world, that we can uh, at least split up the House and the Senate. <clears throat> that would be good. And uh, you know, no matter what party you're in, if you if you think that it's great when one party has total control, you know, even if it's your own party, well, the country seems to flourish the most when uh, when there's when it can't get anything done <laughs> because then it can't spend your money on crap that you don't like. It's more uh, fun, more fun to watch too. <laughs> All right. So anyway, this is Common Sense Ohio. We are here providing common sense from Ohio. And the election, you know, is a great springboard for Common Sense Ohio. What the heck is Common Sense Ohio? Well, I mean, we look at stories like the election or other newsworthy events or sometimes not so newsworthy events like, uh, like uh, well, whatever, you pick it. And um, we use it as a, as a platform to discuss the broader scope of the country because Ohio, as, o, as, the, as Ohio goes, so does the country, as the heart of the of the country goes or yeah you know what i'm saying so here we are right from the middle norm uh you're not here i don't know where you are but you're not yeah. here at the round table i have been uh dispatched as a field agent for common sense ohio down south uh so i'm deep in the heart of texas <laughs> Yeehaw! do they have you common know, sense uh, down there i mean spread the gospel man we're we're, they, we're speaking the truth they around do. here they they threw Beto uh, O'Rourke, Beto, the fake Mexican, who's really an Irishman, uh, pandering, you know, to uh, Brown, you know, in the most racist way possible, trying to present himself as some kind of diverse candidate, uh, as if skin color matters, you know. Uh, so, no, they threw the Texas voters wisely, like the voters in Florida, saw past all this. Uh, ridiculous division politics of uh, identity politics and politics about, uh, you know, that there's some kind of big, massive, uh, I don't know, fascist, uh, you know, we got to, we got to protect democracy, whatever that means. I mean, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, somebody will have to tell me uh, what Republican tenant uh, or conservative tenant has ever proposed any kind of threat to democracy. But anyway, Texas voters saw through all that bull caca and reelected Governor Abbott to a third term. Uh, Governor Abbott, who, by the way, is um, uh, impaired physically, uh, you know, who, who has a disability. So all those ableist, uh, horrible Republicans who are ableist, huh? Well, they elected a fella in a wheelchair. Son of a bitch. I guess they're not as uh, horrible and judgmental as uh, as the news media would 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 tell us that they are. Well, so that's that's the report from Tech Dan. You know, and 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 the whole the whole uh, you know the whole uh, uh, group of. A conservatives also won the attorney general, the lieutenant governor. They're all reelected. Yeah, it, it, you know, Texas is solid. Uh, you know, but so uh, it, you know, not, 
no change down here. I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, it, it was a wave election in Florida. It was a wave election in Texas. Uh, J.D. Vance won by seven points. Uh, even though the news media tried to make it sound like it was close all night, it was not. It was not close. He soundly defeated Tim Ryan, who faked his way through the campaign as some kind of middle-of-the-road Democrat, which he is not. And so uh, even an elected Democrat in Hamilton County, Ohio, a former political foe of my own father, uh, a uh, former DJ introduced the Beatles at Crosley Field, a, a politician named Dusty Rhodes, Hamilton County auditor, who endorsed J.D. Vance as a current Democrat office holder, called out Tim Ryan as a phony, a fake, and um, not representing the true interests of the, of the people of Ohio. So, hey, man, I, it, from my perspective, there's a few oddities going on, um, you know, like Fetterman. I, I can't imagine that they reelected young Frankenstein or not reelected, but they, they they put a guy who is totally non-functional in, into office over Doctor Oz. Go, go figure. But well, you know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy today, fellas. To be honest with you, <laughs> I can hear it in his voice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you. Here's a couple comments about this. First of all, the identity. It's like you're right. The ableists and all this other nonsense. Here's what I found about the identity uh, political bent is that. If uh, the person with whom they are trying to identify happens to agree with their ideology, whatever it is, then the identity matters. But as soon as they disagree, the identity doesn't matter. So if, if you have a, um, if you happen to have a vagina and you agree, then that's awesome. But if you have a vagina and you don't agree, well, that's not so awesome. And same with skin color and maybe disabilities and maybe any other thing that might give you some reason to claim victimhood. But um, that's uh, I think that's been exposed, and I think you're right. I think as I as I watched this uh, last night unfold, good candidates uh, the the on the Republican side, the good candidates won, and the questionable ones didn't. And I you know I, look, I, I think Herschel Walker is what he is down in Georgia, um, but he wasn't a great candidate, and he had a lot of uh, uh, mud come at him there at the end. I think Warnock is a reprehensible candidate, but. Uh, you know, it, it would have taken good candidates to win this thing. And same with um, Dr. Oz, you know, he's a, uh, I, I don't know how that happens. You, you know, there's going to be cries of, of uh, election fraud or whatever. But um, I think some of that might be explainable by the fact that they have such early voting uh, that some of like that last debate of Fetterman where he just he appeared almost incomprehensible. Uh, people had already cast their votes. And, uh, you know, once yeah. once cast, you can't uncast. Uh, the line was tangled <laughs> too deeply, and it couldn't be undone. So, look, I, I guess from my perspective, J.D. Vance was a good candidate, and he won. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the real issue is, can will one side, will, will the Republicans take the House? And uh, it looks like that is still likely to happen. Um, but uh, the Senate's up in the air. I think there's like four seats still up in the air, and it's it's a pretty even split. And even Herschel Walker, I think it doesn't doesn't that end up in a runoff down there if that nobody gets fifty percent? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it looks it looks like neither Warnock, who's at like forty nine something, and uh, Herschel's at forty eight something. 
it looks like neither one of them are going to get 50%, in which case there'll be a runoff. And uh, then the early voting won't count anymore. Yeah. It'll be a fresh, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be a fresh decision on uh, which which gentleman, uh, which person is um, more, uh, you know, more attractive to Georgia voters. Yeah. So we'll and, see. and, you know, that opens the, the can of worms of voter fatigue. It's like, OK, so they have to go through this all again. Why don't they just stop the early stuff and do it? Well, you know, what I mean, I agree. Uh, this early voting so, is so a people disaster. Are just, some people are just going to tap out going, I'm not doing this again. I'm done. I'm it, done. I, I think what we're going to see, at least I'm, I, here's my hypothesis. In in Georgia, we're going to see the opposite of what happened after the uh, 2020 election. And uh, I think, you know, in the 2020 election, Trump goes in and basically mm-hmm. says, you know, this is a bunch of nonsense. It's all rip off. Uh, everybody cheated. And I think he he basically had his had his uh, Trump followers boycott coming back in the real in the uh, runoff. Here, I think if I, I sort of have this hypothesis, it's not mine. I heard somebody say it. There might have been turnout issues. You know, even the media was saying it's going to be a red wave, red wave. So I think some of the maybe some of the Republican turnout was not what it should have been. And uh, maybe there's going to double down here and say, all right, now we got to get out there and vote for Herschel Walker. Otherwise, we're going to have Warnock again. Uh, who knows? But um, the reality is, as long as the Republicans, the red can take at least the House, I think that gives us a power balance that is grossly needed at this point. And um, we can keep some checks on the executive branch and, and the congressional branches. True. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I can't. Oh. What? Go, go, ahead, go ahead, Brett. I was, no, well, finish, you know, finish I, your thought. Yeah, I was I was just going to also uh, highlight that the uh, the, the fascist uh, COVID dictators uh, across the country, many of them got reelected. And it's staggering to me, for example, that Gretchen Whitmer was uh, was reelected and Kathy Hochul, who was never elected, who was just, you know, the lieutenant governor who uh, assumed office after Cuomo resigned, that she got elected. And it, it just blows me away because you would think these these restaurateurs and the workers in small business and, you know, uh, gosh, even even people that wanted to go fishing or boating, uh, you know, with their uh, outboard engines up in uh, up in Michigan, the, the sportsmen of Michigan, you would think that these people would remember what happened during those two horrible years of of covid shutdowns where you know you could go to walmart order from amazon but basically they shut everything else down and people were thrown out of jobs they you know if they didn't get the the vax they they got tossed out of the military and it's just like people forgot that whitmer and hoshul and these these dictator uh governors uh did all this to them it, it's like they forgot it, and I, I, I'm blown away that Whitmer got reelected in particular up in Michigan. I'm just, I, I to me, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to see the uh, autopsy uh, on that uh, particular election to try to wrap my head around what is wrong with the Michigan electorate. I mean, uh, I guess Ohio State fans would have a lot to say about that, but I mean, I'm not as biased uh, in, you know, with Ohio Stateism. But it is kind of funny to me that 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 all those people in Michigan bitched and bitched about Gretchen Whitmer 
and and yet when they had the chance to throw her ass out, they did not do it. Well, they didn't do. I didn't hear a whole lot against what DeWine did at the very beginning, though, either. That was not talked about. Well, and, and except from Republicans bitched about it. The, the yeah, problem is that Dewine was, Dewine was a Republican. That was the problem. And you know, he, like uh, given the alternatives, what do you do now? Everybody knew. Everybody here knows what they should have done, and that's write my name down. Um, <laughs> that's right. When, so, when three of us voted for Steve Palmer. For exactly. Governor. I think I picked up a couple others too. My wife voted for me, and um, maybe. <laughs> I was telling Steve, I've never done a write-in, and I thought, I'm doing a write-in this time. This, you know, just to kind of experience that write-in. So I'd love to see the final tally of all the write-ins. That would be great. Yeah, just to I, see I, how you came in. And I'm sure I'm not the only one with those ideas, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's like uh, Mayor Goldie Wilson in, in Back to the Future. It's like Mayor Governor. I think I can be Governor. I'd like that idea. So I think uh, maybe uh, next time around it'll be my turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah. Although, why well, go for governor, Norm? Why not just? Why not shoot big? You know, yeah. this would be Mr. Palmer goes to Washington. There you go. Exactly. I'll be exactly. Like Jimmy Stewart, and I'll take yeah. over. You know, I, I I noticed, and this is more of an, on a micro local level, but if you you know, we hear all about inflation and the cost of living going up, but every school levy in Franklin County, Central Ohio, passed. Yeah. Everybody, every one wow. of them. So everything, wow. everything that had money attached, passed. So I'm not wow. saying we're not feeling the pain. I don't mean that, but it's one of those, so how much pain are we feeling that we're passing school levies? Or is it just that wave of it's time, schools are look like crap, we got to do it? I don't know. I think, Every a, one I think of them. there is a disassociation. I think the school levies are really the, the suburban mothers that are voting for that stuff. And uh-huh. um, I think there is a gross disassociation. Um, and maybe uh, we, can, we can talk about why, but I think people disassociate what's going on with reality and why it's happening. And, and I mean inflation. I mean cost of living. I mean, I hear it all the time. Oh, these price gougers. And I'm thinking, come on, because five years ago they weren't gouging prices. You right. Know, three years ago there wasn't price gouging going on. And now all of a sudden you think they just come out of the woodwork and start raising prices for no reason. I mean, there's there are reasons. And, and as um, you know, Thomas Sowell or um, um, what's his name, Norm, the, the god king of, of – uh, uh, Milton Freeman, Milton Freeman used to of. say, yeah, as they used to say, it's like inflation is made in one place. That's Washington, D.C. You can't make it anywhere else. <laughs> the only people responsible for inflation are politicians in D.C., and that's because they print money and they give it away. Mm-hmm. And it's like anything. If we all have money and everybody's got the same amount and you keep making more, then it takes more. to It has less value. It's, it's very commonsensical here in Common Sense, Ohio. Um but I don't think people associate that. They're thinking, well, there's price gouging going on. And this is a I, this is where I blame eh, – blame's not the right word. I attribute that maybe to the media more so uh, and, and the spin doctors on behalf of the party in charge because, you know, they can stand up and say it's price gouging all they want, but it wasn't price gouging under the former regime, you know, and it didn't there, – there's a very obvious argument in response. And frankly, Norm, I, I, I didn't hear it. I, I didn't – you know, I didn't really hear – the, the Republican side screaming about this as much as maybe I, I thought I would. It's like, wait a minute, there's one reason we have inflation. It's because these jackasses printed money and gave it away. And and it's, yeah. uh, you know, to me, it's so obvious, but nobody wanted to hear it. They're blaming the chicken, the chicken farms. They're blaming the oil people. They're blaming everybody else except for their own stupid policies. Well, and we're looking at ourselves yeah. too. Inflation's across the world though, too. So 
everybody it, did the same thing. They gave money away. Right. And, and it's pegged to the dollar. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it, it's not just us. Quit navel gazing. Everybody's hitting hit, hit with inflation. Everybody's paying more for, for everything when and it comes down to it. And you, everybody should ask why. Why is there inflation, and what is the what's the explanation? Or and and I think I'm not hearing uh, Biden or any of his uh, team of people s- saying anything about it. They're saying, "Well, you know, these, there's price gouging going on, or you're paying at the pump because of the greedy oil people." And I'm like, "All right, so you can account for some of that, but well, it wasn't like that three years ago. They weren't greedy three years ago when they were uh, uh, when there was no restrictions on them." And, you know, the dollar was the dollar. I mean, I, I saw everybody took pictures after the last after the 2020 election of what gas cost at the pump and they posted on Facebook. And now you take pictures of it. It is insane to me that that, that there's not a a backlash against that. It, it's utterly insane to me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, you remember Elizabeth Warren blamed meat prices on pig farmers and uh, <clears throat> cattle ranchers, you know, <clears throat> at, at like like. Uh, like they rolled out of bed some one day and, you know, a guy in Colorado called his buddy in Kansas and said, hey, you know what? Let's just raise the price of a side of beef. You know, like let, let, let's all conspire to do that. No, you dumbasses. What you did is you got you got you jacked up the cost of energy the day Biden took office and now diesel costs more, you know, feed costs more, fertilizer costs more. Uh, I heard Lawrence Kudlow, the the economist, uh, talking about everything from eyeglasses uh, to uh, MRI machines. All of it uses oil-based products in the construction or in the chemistry of producing those products. And people are, like, mystified. I just don't know how dumb the American people are if they can't understand that when you jack up energy and when you print money, those two big things, which Biden did, uh, you know, his package last year was five, it added $5 trillion, $5 trillion to the U.S. debt in yep. spending. I mean, and, and, and then on top of that, he cancels the pipeline. He, 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 he won't do any more federal leases. He uh, is re- trying to restrict fracking and drilling, and yet John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, where they frack, where they drill, where they coal mine, where they get natural gas, those idiot people in Pennsylvania elect John Fetterman? Don't they understand there's a direct link between their future jobs in Pennsylvania in the energy sector and lowering inflation if they get conservative candidates in there? Now, what's going to be interesting, guys, is what the stock market does with all this news today. Does the stock market say we like divided government, in which case it'll go up, or does the stock market go, oh, crap, we're, we're in for more high energy, high sustained energy prices because Joe Biden didn't get slapped down as hard as we had hoped? Yeah, historic, so, uh, historically, yeah, historically, stocks are going to go up. From what I've heard, they'll go down the third, you know, that third quarter prior to elections. We'll start to see it go up. I think just because the the unknown is now known. But you're yeah. right, though. I, I I'm a fear to that too, Norm. But from what I'm seeing and hearing historically, we'll probably see it go up no matter what. Yeah, I it'll, agree get with you. it'll get I, better. I think it's I the, hope. Yeah, it, it's the uncertainty that 
that I think drives that uh, stock market. Fear, to, fear drives yeah. the stock market. Oh and, yeah, and, and once you have some certainty, it'll go up. It, it even happened yeah. after Biden got elected. There's a there's mm-hmm. a quick spike. Now it quickly plummeted. Sure, but. Um, <laughs> There was a brief spike, and I, Norm, I love it when there is divided government and nothing can get done. I absolutely love it, uh, and it, it's like, uh, well, you would say, why do I love it? It's because the government sucks at almost everything it tries to do, and maybe uh, you and I disagree a little bit on this, but it's like, I, I, I don't want the government trying to fix everything. In fact, I think all they're trying to do is fix the crap that they created, and when they can't do it, when they don't have power to do it, uh, things tend to correct. I mean, it's like a ship in the current and it wants to go in a certain direction, but these lunatics well, try to tack I, it off into a different direction and then they have to try to fix it. And, and all they do is keep adding more cuts to the angle and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, with I, I, I think, I think amongst the three of us, I'm probably the most uh, strict constitutionalist. Uh, I could be wrong, but <laughs> dude, I am anything but a big government guy. The government can't do jack shit. Like, like, like Ronald Reagan said, government is not the solution. Government is the problem. That is, that's my view of government. I'm a Reagan, I'm a Reagan conservative. Government is the problem. The government, meaning the federal government, just to start with that, needs to do as little as is described in the Constitution. Very strictly. Its powers are very, very limited. We need to go back to that. And that's, that's part of what I tell my, uh, my friends, people, you know, I love everybody, but that's what I tell the people that are screaming and yelling and getting hysterical about the Dobbs decision, for example. It, the current Supreme Court took a step to restrain and limit the purview of federalism and, and render back to the states their power to pass legislation about whatever issue it is, abortion or marriage or whatever it is, uh, that, you know, Clarence Thomas is, is saying basically Dobbs is just a little preview of maybe what's to come and things like affirmative action, et cetera. I could not be more delighted with that. If Michigan, like Michigan just did, if Michigan wants to be a death cult state where where women are happily going to clinics to have scissors stabbed through the skull of a fetus, if that's what they think is a good time and they think that's moral, well then good for Michigan. They can their voters just went and did that. They they enshrined Roe into Michigan law. Well, yeehaw for Michigan. But that's what the Dobbs decision did. I am a very, very limited uh, federal government guy. Get get them the hell out of our life, rights, uh, our lives, and, and and our rights, and let the states uh, be those individual laboratories. And if, if Michigan also did another ridiculous thing, and God bless them if they want to do it, they w- they they struck down the election requirement for any kind of photo ID forevermore and passed a constitutional amendment, as long as it stands in Michigan, that you can merely sign an affidavit that says, oh, yes, I, I hereby sign an affidavit that I am Norm Murdoch or I'm Steve Palmer or Brett Johnson. I'm hereby aff- I'm signing an affidavit that I really am this person. And on that basis, they will accept you as a voter. Now, if they, if they want to do that insanity in Michigan, God bless them. But I don't want that in Ohio, man. Yeah. 
I, I didn't realize North Carolina basically does the same thing too. No photo ID, which is mind boggling. It's such a simple, it's a simple lever to control fraud. It's simple. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. so, I, I, like even a close friend of mine said this, it's very racist to require voter ID. It's like, it's very racist to suggest that somebody of a certain color is not able to go get a damn ID. And if you got a real problem with it, then spend all these billions of dollars, not on stupid government programs and issue everybody a freaking ID. Right. All you got to do is go down and say, I want my voter ID. Here you go. Sign a free. damn. It's sign, free. It's free. It's right. free. Sign a document. It's free. Frank, Frank LaRose. It's free in Ohio. You get a voter ID, it's free. That costs nothing. There is no penalty for, for poor people to get a voter ID. Yeah, it's absurd. It is. It is a, it is a mechanism. And they, it, this is what I don't like. You know, they, they, and somehow it works. It seems to. Like if you suggest voter ID to have an, a, a fair election, they say you're racist. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not racist. I just think it makes sense to have everybody an ID or give everybody an ID and make them identify themselves. I did it. Nobody, I mean, I, I, I know I have a plenty of minority friends. And if I went and asked them, hey, man, are you smart enough or, or rich enough to go get an ID? They would look at me like, what are you talking, talking about, about, jackass? I've represented clients who are white and dirt poor. They have an identification. I've represented clients well, who are black see, and dirt poor, and they have identi- identification. The people that don't have IDs well, are the people who, uh, who shouldn't. Right. Well, they they've avoided it for some reason. Exactly. Right. right. Steve, they they just released the federal judge just ordered the release from prison from jail. I say prison because to me they're interchangeable. You know, you lose your freedom. I don't know if it matters that it says jail or prison over your door. You can't go out of your cell. But the federal judge just let the two top officials in true the vote. Uh, Eshelman and Phillips, they were just released from from federal detention, U.S. Marshals, uh, because they would not give at trial the source for uh, the inside information on Connect. Connect has been prosecuted by the L.A. the Democrat L.A. District Attorney, who called it the largest voter fraud release of data in U.S. history, where that company, which is headed by a a guy who embezzled millions of dollars out of that company, that company sued the True the Vote people in federal court. They wouldn't disgorge their source of the inside information, the whistleblower at Connect, and they were allowed now out of jail. And the reason is because... L.A. County, it just and the federal government that is going after uh, the, the the connection is the data breach in L.A. with Connect and, and all this voter information and voter worker poll worker information was all disgorged to the Chicoms. So there really is election interference. It was proven the true the vote people who claimed. Connect was run by the Communist Chinese Party. It's now been proven as a fact. What they said is true. And so what you want the, the federal judge was going to keep those people in prison. He pretty much is, is the appeals circuit pretty much had uh, had to let him out of jail because it's contradictory to say on one hand, you, you, you got to give us the source. But on the other hand, the L.A. district attorney 
and and the federal government are going after these people. So I've been reading all morning about election deniers and, you know, the Guardian, even, you know, even conservative outlets like the Guardian and uh, National, you know, Review and, you know, all of these uh, putative, even Fox News calls anybody who questions the integrity of our elections an election denier. Hey, I'm not an election denier. I'm an election skeptic. Let's use that word. I think there's a lot of questions to be answered. And this idea that the Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated our election system has just now been proven by true the vote. Well, just two so, days, you know, just a couple, could, yeah, just a couple of days ago, Russia's proposing right. admitted interfering with U.S. elections. Yeah, he came right out that's and said right. that we're doing it. I did it. We did it, and we're doing it. And we're doing yep. it. And and you know, it's always right. like this. I, I, I look, having done criminal defense work now for years, and more important, having been a parent, when you accuse somebody of something, and you know you got him. The, the oft-used defense mechanism is come back over the top and act like act horrified that you would even make such a ridiculous allegation. How dare you accuse me of, of, uh, of, of such conduct? So if you follow your spouse to their, their paramour's house and they're cheating, and uh, then they, they accuse you of following them instead of uh, defending the fact that they're cheating. I mean, this, this, is, the, this is a very, very normal yet... Yeah, illogical reaction. So to say, look, let's let's be pessimistic about the, the validity of some of these elections, and then they say, well, you're just an election denier. Well, what the hell does that mean? I'm not denying any election. Right, I just right. want to know it was fair. And you know, right. if, if you're going to hide in the shadows of this thing, it's just going to fester. And uh, and then right. and then on the heels of the Russian hoax, after four free or three and a half years or three years of this Russia hoax. Uh, where they denied the election results and, and blamed right. Russian interference for Trump's election. They turn around and have the gall to say uh, anybody who possibly questions the election going the other way is a denier. And then I heard even Biden, you know, we have a uh, voter integrity at stake at the ballot. Well, only if they lose <laughs> because if they win, then there's right. nothing wrong with the vote. And, well, and that and that comment goes both ways. It seems of like. course it's it just like, you gotta be kidding me. We're fighting the wrong enemy here. In regards to uh, not trusting ourselves, we need to look outside the country's borders at times and going, you know what? There's some interference outside. It may not be red or blue. Well, <laughs> parties, the, it's it's outside interference. It's messing with us too. I, I would I would wonder why anybody in either party would ever just accept as a foregone conclusion elections are never stolen. Who would accept right. that as a foregone conclusion? Because as soon as you accept that, you'd take your guard down and you get punched in the nose. Damn. And, you know, right. you, you have to be vigilant about this. So if one side, I mean, to me, this is this is open and obvious. If if one side is claiming the other cheated, the the resolution to that is open the books, do a complete and thorough investigation, and let it go down. But if the side being accused instead says, nah, you can't accuse me, you're just an election denier and you're threatening democracy by even questioning whether this election was valid, it, it just rings of defense mechanism and uh, it just it, it causes the problem to fester. Now, if you put sunshine, sunshine on it with an open and uh, clean investigation and it comes back snake eyes that there was no problems, then at least shuts everybody up. You know, it's like you prove everybody in the room that these lunatics are wrong and then you can move on. But if you refuse to even allow 
entrance to prove everybody or the, to prove the election was valid, then all you're doing is validating the claims that it was invalid. But we don't get a spotlight. Right. We don't get a spotlight on when the, the truth is finally out there, though. That's the problem. Some right. of the problem. We'll, right. we'll hear all day long media coverage of uh, you know pointing fingers, pointing fingers, pointing fingers, and then when it's finally resolved that there was or wasn't anything wrong with that election uh, cycle or you know dog catch or whatever, you never hear the results. You never do. Well, so yeah, yeah. Right. that's what uh, Brett Kavanaugh was basically said, or Clarence Thomas, after basically their accusers. You know, Anita Hill or the, or that daffy lady from California that couldn't remember what party she was at, what year, whose house it was, or, or what the boys were involved. She just was pretty sure Brett Kavanaugh, you know, came in and, and, and you know, wanted to do something at a party. You know, basically nothing was proven. It was just casting aspersions on both men. Where do they go to get their reputation back? Where do they? Where is the where's the retraction of all of these uh, of all of these claims? Where do they where do they get their you know where is the truth as you said, Brett? Where where when does that get published? Well, I'll tell you where on page thirty one of section C of the New York Times at the bottom of the page after like uh, two and a half years of blaring headlines that uh, Trump is an agent for Putin or or whatever the current lie story is. Uh, then the retraction, you know, oh, gosh, look, John Durham actually proved that uh, Hillary was the person behind the uh, fraud. Hillary was the one who got the, the, the dossier written up and financed it. And it was the FBI that uh, had the secondary source on their payroll supplying the information. Uh, yeah, so th- we'll put that retraction on page 31 at the bottom of Section C. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Norm, exactly Norm, right. You were wrong. You were one hundred percent wrong. It's not going to appear anywhere, and it hasn't appeared anywhere in the New York Times. Um, yeah. in, Maybe the digital version. That's about it. Exactly. You well, to, guys, guys, as 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 I've pointed out in previous shows and and have given examples. Speaking of the digital version, you know, the archives, the Washington Post and the New York Times will go back. The articles they've written of five, ten years ago and revise them yep. as if the reporters had never said those things. That's correct. That's, so that, that's been proven. You know, they go back. That's right. They go back and they clean up as opposed to the old system. If you go down to Columbus uh, or Hamilton County or whatever, wherever you live in Ohio, you go down to the public library and you roll out the microfish and you read what the Cincinnati Enquirer or the Cleveland Plain Dealer said. And, you know, on January 10th in 1967, it's in print form. It's on microfish and forever ensconced in history. Well, not so with the digital age, baby. The New York Times will go back there and excise something that embarrasses them, and it's no longer findable by researchers later in time. Well, Unless somebody has scanned, you know, the original newspaper. And worse yet, I think we talked about this. I don't know if we were on the air talking about this, but we did talk about it. Brett, you were saying now that they have voice recognition software that will actually duplicate people's voices and um, and and cause them to say, <laughs> like, people can fraudulently uh, uh, forge a voice, for lack of a better way to put it, and make it sound like somebody said something. So, we, I mean, what we're saying right here, you would like to think is indelibly inked 
on the little graph that's printing as we're recording, but it's not. It can be modified too. Well, we all we 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 all saw the final installment of the Star Wars uh, franchise where they had a dead Carrie Fisher speaking and acting in a movie. She, she had been dead for a year. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so yeah, yeah. The technology exists to have uh, you know to to simulate whoever you want to simulate. Uh, you know, speaking even even uh, you, you know not only voice but their uh, you know in 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 uh, in animation or or whatever you would call it. Uh, uh, you know, computer graphics, up, yeah, CAG, uh, computer aided graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. CGI. So uh, right. you know, one other thing. One other thing that occurs to me now, this is this has been buried by the election, so pivoting just a little bit, but it has to do a little bit with the psychology of identity politics and how and how we're a lot more honest, uh, the three of us, about our position, about our intellectual position, and it and it goes to show that we don't. I don't care if you're Swedish, Mexican, Ecuadorian, uh, or or Polish. If you're an illegal immigrant, you shouldn't be here, okay? And and the most beautiful recent case is this attacker who did this horrible hammering on Paul Pelosi, okay? He's a Canadian. He's a white dude. He's been here 22 years, okay? Overstayed his visa, right? And California now, city of San Francisco, as of a couple of days ago, the prosecutor there said, oh, no. We are not going to cooperate with ICE or the federal government in, in any way participating in identifying him or, or transferring custody of this guy when the trial, the Paul Pelosi uh, assault trial, when that's over with, we're not going to give this guy to the federal government for him to be extradited back to Canada, to be deported. We're not going to participate in that because we are a you know we're we're a, a, a sanctuary city okay really you're a sanctuary i thought that was just for brown people you're a sanctuary city for white canadian men interesting so it just goes to show you uh, we are consistent i don't give a rat's ass about your race your gender who you want to sleep with none of that matters if you're illegal get the hell out that's all interesting wow yeah, I hadn't heard that. That's that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's an illegal he's an illegal immigrant, mm-hmm. and he and and this is where the tables are turned on the Pelosi family because Nancy's been running around saying about isn't it wonderful that we're a sanctuary state, sanctuary city, sanctuary this, sanctuary that, and then her husband has the shit beat out of him by an illegal immigrant in his own house in his underwear, it's a, it's which amazing. is an interesting it, fact. It is amazing what come, comes back to bite you in the ass, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know we're kind of, we're, we're veering on topics back and forth, but I, I, I wanted to make two observations about, again, local, local elections, because this will be a moot point in another week or so, but- yeah, I don't know how you guys stand on legal women, legal women voters, and what they do in regards to trying to interview, you know, politicians, getting their insights as limited as they can on votes. Was it vote four one one, or they used to do the printed stuff? But it amazes me how many candidates, especially judges, do not answer those questions for the public to read about their insights. Because I'll give you a good example of a Democratic, typically a Democratic voter, my wife. 
voted Republican for Laura Nesbitt because Laura filled out the form and she says, she's pretty insightful. I said, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's sharp. I, I know her very well. Yeah, I, I, she yeah. was a client of mine when I was selling radio. She yeah. is. That changed a de- typical Democratic voter. She usually does, but she but it, it, she doesn't go the whole blue and you know everything's got to be D. She sounds she'll like read. a good voter. She'll read. Yeah. She reads. And I we both take a look at it. Laura was the only one, and I don't know who was opposing her, that wrote down answers, and she got a vote. She got a vote because of that. Take the damn time to fill out and answer those questions. It looks moronic when you don't. Yeah, I agree. But I, I don't think that we have voters now, like your wife, who pay attention to any of it. It's possible. I don't know, though. I, 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 I hope. I, I hope you're I hope I'm wrong. But I don't think people do. I think I think uh, people go down the party lines and, you know, judges, the the judicial elections are, are a particular pet peeve of mine. Yes. Because because just because you have an R next to your name or a D next to your name doesn't make you a qualified candidate to be a judge. Mm. And what we have is a bunch of people getting elected to the bench who don't know what they're doing or have very little experience, or maybe the person against whom they're running is far more qualified and would be a better judge. And it, it just gets rug swept. Nobody cares. Would those races be better if we didn't have the R's and the D's for judges? I, I think that judges should run independent. I really do. I've uh, always thought that. I don't understand that. I mean, with the yeah. Supreme Court is not an R and a D. Not the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. But it, Not the U.S., right, but right, right. Ohio. I, I guess and, I don't understand judges aligning with parties. And this year, this year there was a rule that it had to actually be designated. Usually it just doesn't show up, but now it's actually out there. You can go get the information, and uh, you're running as an R or a D, and – you know, I, I had uh, I had Keith McGrath in here on my other mm-hmm. my other podcast, uh, Lawyer Talk, last week, and he was talking. He was an incumbent in the Tenth District Court of Appeals. I've known Keith now for he's going up against. Uh, I forget who was. Yeah, uh, I forget who was too. Op- but he yeah. lost. I, and um, uh, I had him in here talking about it. I've known Keith for twenty five years, and you know, the, I butted heads with him because he was a prosecutor. We've had big cases against each other. We've had little cases against each other. We've disagreed at times. Um, we maybe even had uh, coarse words at time or harsh words at times, but uh, he's always been professionally excellent at what he does, and uh, he is a extremely well qualified uh, court of appeals judge. And uh, I'm not saying that whoever was running against him isn't qualified. I just know Keith, and he didn't get a shake because because <laughs> he had an R next to his name. You know, it's like they they you run a dem and that's it. Um, now maybe the old way would have been we used to say back in the '90s. If you have the right name, you get elected. So McGrath would have been a, a, a shoe in right? because it sounds sort of Irish. Well, it, is still, it still plays uh, right. that way. If you got the last name of DeWine, all yeah. of a sudden you get the votes. You get the votes. But you McGrath know? and uh, you know O'Donnell both lost. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. Because they got the wrong letters. Right. All right. And, and one other thing I noticed, too, going up to the poll. So my, my daughter and I went – this is the latest I've, I've ever, ever voted. It was like after 6 o'clock. But we're going to the polling station, and there's this um, lady from the Democratic Party who is, you know, outside of the of the American flags, you know, that uh, whatever that ten feet, whatever it is, that you need to be outside the polling station. And she's offering, hey, would you like, you know, a a a, a form that has all the Democratic uh, nominees to yeah, the you, ticket, the ticket, you know, if you want to go in. And we said, no, 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 thank you. You know, really nice. So my daughter and I vote, come back out, and this guy going in. The woman offers the same thing. He starts re- reading her the riot act 
about ah, uh, I, I you stay about you stay outside those lines, stay outside those flags. And, no, I cannot take any literature in with me when I vote. It can't do that. I'm thinking, why not? Why not? Yeah. Who the hell are you? So yes, I, I drive up. And yes, so, you can. Yeah, exactly. You can. It, it's amazing yes, what these people will just go off the in deep fact, end. In, in fact, you could take a whole, you could take a human being in with you yeah. to assist you. Sure, you can. Exactly. And I saw that happen too. So I, like, my daughter yeah. and I get in the in the uh, in the Gladiator, drive up to her, and, and uh, I'm sure she was expecting me, you know, rolling down the window in a Jeep Gladiator, probably going to read her the right act too. And I said, "Did you have to put up with that crap all day?" And she says, "No, you know, I've actually people's been pretty nice today and that kind of stuff. Had a nice conversation with her." And she says, "You know what? I really appreciate you stopping and talking to me. This made my day." <laughs> so it's just you like, know, uh, folks, don't know the rules. Don't 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 be an asshole walking up to these people that are where they need to be, can be, and are allowed to be. Come on. Yeah, there there was a poll worker. Uh, gosh, what state was it? I want to say Wisconsin, maybe Michigan. I can't remember it. It was a story, I don't know, three, four days ago, uh, where uh, you know it, it, they, they allow early voting, and a person went in to vote, and um, they noted that the poll worker, uh, a particular poll worker, uh, was advising people how to vote, meaning who to vote for, mm. and um, it had had taken an elderly person. Uh, who, who asked, you know, basically about the mechanics of the machine, you know, punch card or was it electronic or how it worked, whatever it was. And a person in this poll worker had gone over and people overheard her uh, uh, sort of trying to force this person. And I couldn't believe that there was this device or this capability in this state, whatever state it was. Uh, but it goes to your point, Brett that uh, people hand out information on how to vote a straight party ticket. But in this particular state, whether it was Michigan or Wisconsin, there is the option to make it convenient for straight party voting where you can just punch one hole and every Democrat or every Republican, depending on which uh, you know punch uh, you make or, or which click you click, it, it will then do the entire ballot voting for you on the basis of party affiliation, which I think is outrageous. It's outrageous. That's outrageous. Talk about dumbing I down, mean, dumbing down our society. Wow. Right. So, so, so that, so, so somebody can go in, you know, half tippled, uh, you know, it, it slammed down three or four brewskis and can go in there and go, I don't really give a crap. You know, I'm just here to do whatever the union told me to do or or I'm just here to do whatever the PAC told me to do or or whoever told him somebody at the nursing home. And they just, you know, they're in and out in, in one second because all they got to do is punch this hole at the top of the ballot. I'm voting for all Republicans or I'm voting for all Democrats. That's crazy. That is that goes to that goes to Steve's point and your point, Brett, that. There's, you know, people need to use their minds, do a little research, uh, you know, do do some reading. Uh, they need to become familiar with this uh, Judge Nesbitt uh, uh, that you just mentioned, or, uh, uh, or 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 whoever it is. There needs to be a little bit of work. I mean, the the electorate just can't be that lazy. And mm -hmm. I can't believe that 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 officials in a given state have made it that dumb you know, have dumbed down the process to the point that somebody can vote a straight ticket with with uh, one stroke of a pen.
That's crazy. Yeah, I, yes. this, this this makes me think of a broader question, you know. And if you go back to um, sort of the social contract, even with with Hobbes and Locke and and some of these old philosophers about it, it's like, what is the role of our citizenship in the government versus what is the role of the government to the citizens? You know, we have this agreement where we have, uh, I guess, voluntarily given up certain control of our freedom and given it to the government, and. You know, like it, 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 there's a there's a line there, I think, that is getting crossed. That is our obligations as people, having given this power to the government, we with our freedom, we have to exercise it wisely. And I think we're not. I think what th- this is a description of uh, what you guys are describing is, is a perfect example. It's like we are just doing what we're told to do. We're being lemmings. This is like a. This is uh, a Hobbes to a T, right? It's like we have to give control of our lives to the government to protect us and make us uh, and make us uh, keep us safe and do it. We have to trust that the government's going to do what's right for us and it has our best interest in mind. Uh, and it's all nonsense because as 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 we all know, the government is made up of, of people just like us, and they're no better, no worse, you know, or, on any given day, I, su- I suppose. So some may be better, some may be worse, but. There's not. It's certainly not all one way. And uh, when I when I see a guy or a gal uh, who holds an office, my immediate reaction is anything but. This person knows a lot, and they're awesome. And I'm just going to let them tell me what to do for the rest of my life because they've been elected uh, magically. They have this vested authority. They're not like we got rid of kings and queens for this reason. You know, there there is no uh, there is no one person better than the other. And to say that we should just do what they're telling us to do is lunacy. And I saw it during COVID and it, it blew me away. It mm-hmm. blew me away. I had, you know, I had very close friends down here on the microphone saying, well, I just trust the, that the government's got my best interest in, in mind. I'm like, bullshit. It, it, it anything, but, wow. you know, anything, yeah. but wow. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I had to, I, I, the phrase exercise your right hit me when you said that. And I had, I, I seem to be doing this every episode, looking into definitions of words, but the, the meaning of exercise, the act of putting into use action or practice, the exercise of power. Yeah. That's the de- first definition of exercise. It's exact. It's not just your right to do it. You need to exercise that right. Otherwise it goes away. It goes away. It's like your it's like your muscular system. You know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. You don't use it, you lose it. And it, and if you're a lemming for a straight ticket, punch one thing and go. I and here's what's funny. You might as well proxy your vote then. You might as well. And and here's what here's what I'll say at the same time. I don't mind that there's a rule or a policy or policy's not the right. I'm not I don't mind that that's permitted. I really don't. I, I, you know, if somebody wants to come in and just do that, I don't have a problem with that because I don't want the government telling us we can't. And, but implicit in that is the obligation to be responsible and exercise your right, as you say, because if you don't, somebody will do it for you. And it's not going to be somebody who, quote, has your best interest in mind because nobody has your best interest in mind. That's what family is for, right? Nobody elected has your best interest. I used to joke about it during the shutdowns, Norm. I would say, I would text these, this guy who would say this to me all the time. And I would say, uh, yeah, I got this appointment with DeWine. It's coming up. Uh, you know, I, I expect him any day now. And it would be like, what for? Oh, so he can get to know me and know what my best interests are. Because so far I can tell he has no idea who I am, what I need, and what my uh, interests are. And uh, Well, if I could just jump in just real quick and please hold your thought there, Steve. My problem with a, a having a capability, having the facility – the vote is straight party ticket is that that is not what an, that is not what an election is 
An election is a vote for individual candidates or for a ticket uh, made up of either a president and a vice president, for example, or a governor and a lieutenant governor who run as a as a unit, as a team. And you vote for, you know, Mike Pence and Donald Trump or you vote for uh, Kamala and Joe. So, you know, you, you choose those two people as as a ticket. I have no problem, obviously, when they're combined, uh, you know, president, vice president, governor, lieutenant governor. My problem with a straight party ticket option on the ballot is that you're not voting for a candidate. You're voting for a party. And, and elections aren't about electing a party. They're about electing human beings. So if, if, if we provide a facility for you to just vote straight commie, straight independent, straight libertarian, straight Republican, straight Democrat, that's not what an election is. An election isn't the election of a party. It's the election of individual human beings to given named offices. And I'm sorry if you have to go through the rigmarole of, of uh, five minutes worth of voting instead of five seconds worth of voting in order to do that. Yeah, but I, that's how I feel. Yeah, fair enough. No, I mean, I, I, agree. I but again, I, I think it's the obligation of the citizen to do otherwise. And you could say that if they don't have that uh, checkbox option, then uh, maybe fewer people would uh, actually go vote the ticket. But I don't agree. I think what they'll do is they'll, the people who would take that option, they're going to go in with their literature and just do it anyway. And, you know, I think the problem is deeper than that. I think the problem is one of of how we uh, we the people look at the government and what the government's role is in our lives. And if we are lemmings to a party uh, with all the with all the warts of that party and or ignoring all the warts of that party uh, all the time, that's a bigger problem. And I don't think it's one that the government can fix by changing the rules on not allowing uh, straight ticket voting like that. I think it's a deeper problem, and I think it's um it's one that will have to be solved. By hard knocks, like every other problem, you know, it's like we're going to have people are going to have to get stung. I mean, if, if, if I don't ever look at the Republican Party and say everybody that's ever been a Republican or currently is a Republican running is a good candidate. I think that's insanity. And uh, anybody who does that on the Republican side is equally insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same of with course. the Dems. And, I, and I've told this story before where a close friend of mine once said, I'm only going to vote for Democrat judges because even if they're not as even if they're going to be terrible judges because that might they might get an elected office later and uh and uh if a republican is there they're going to move up and be some policy against me i mean it's utter it was it was insane logic and right that's what we're reduced to so i think norm look i think what i'm saying is i don't care if the if there's an option to do that i care more about the the what is going on what the trend is on people who would take that option and I don't know how to fix that. I think getting rid of the option isn't going to solve the problem. The people who would exercise it will do it anyway in a different way. Um, and, and, you know, maybe it, like I said, maybe it just has to play itself out and we have to fall on our faces. You know, my kids didn't learn how to walk upstairs by me uh, carrying them. You know, they had to go up and fall down three stairs next time they got to four. And, you know, I'm not I'm not comparing voters to kids, but, you know, it's, I think it's... It might it's, not be a bad analogy, though. I think it's a, it's a human, <laughs> no. it's a human issue. The first time. No, I think I, I think we have an increasingly infantile culture. Frankly, uh, we we have a culture uh, that now uh, I, I saw it was forty eight percent in favor, only fifty two against uh, this uh, debt forgiveness thing in in polling, in exit polling from the voters about 
how has Joe Biden done on student debt? And uh, 48 percent of the people in this country are for this debt forgiveness, which is nothing more than a gift uh, to, to, to people who will be higher income earners uh, at the at the expense of people who are generally going to be lower income earners are subsidizing doctors and lawyers and economists and teachers and and, and other people who will out-earn them for the rest of their lives while they're plumbers and, and uh, you know, uh, bricklayers and, and roofers. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, it boggles the mind, but, but people want to be taken care of. They want to be babied. They, they don't want to be held to the terms of a loan agreement that they signed as an adult saying, I will pay back the government for this loan on these terms, which were all low interest loans anyway. But, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, I think we have an infantile culture, and I think, I think uh, we are further and further slipping away from the idea that you, you, you raise yourself up by your own bootstraps, you show a man how to fish, and he could fish for a lifetime, as opposed to giving him a fish every day, and he just eats it, but he has no concept of how to self, you know, how to take care of himself and how to how to be a man, how to be a woman, how to be an income earner. No, no, no. We're just going to give people stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think that. And, and yeah, I think, yeah, I think the PPP loans, for all the good and bad they did, probably set a very bad precedent in regards to we never had to pay those back. Right. I, well, I, I right. think it's said, course, you know, yeah. it, again, there's pros and cons for everything that we do and have done. But it, it, it may have, it may or may not have helped us get through what we needed to do. But but it set a precedent of, yeah, we'll give you the money. You didn't have. To. I mean, every loan that I took, I was totally expecting to have to pay that back. Yes. And that's why I signed Absolutely. on the dotted line thinking I will have to pay this back. I'm cool with that. When they wiped right. it away, it was kind of a weird moment. It, it doesn't feel right. It and didn't the, feel right. And here's the here's here's the problem. And and this is I'm going to I'm going to lash out at Biden specifically on this because he made this speech a couple days ago talking about how dare those people who took the covid money now complain about um, forgiving debt and this and that like you have no place because you took the money as if to say you're being a, a hypocrite about it. And, Everybody and, that signed that, though, signed that they would pay it back. And beyond that, this is like this COVID amnesty thing that's yeah. going on right now. Right. We should give everybody a pass for all the stupid, awful, corrupt government policy that made people millionaires and people uh, de- and decimated others uh, because you know they were doing the best they could. Well, I tell you what, screw you. Yeah, you weren't doing the best you could. You were doing what was in your financial best. And uh, it, to the extent that that can be exposed, let's do it. Um, and, and, you know, about this COVID, uh, the distinction between what was going on with COVID is so obvious to me and so painfully obvious to me that I can't believe that a guy like Biden would ever get up there and make this dumb analogy because the only reason anybody ever took a penny of government money as a loan for COVID relief is because of the dumb government policy that stole their damn business. You know, so it's not like I walked into my own crap pile and then put my hand out and said, help me. It is that I was swimming along nicely with the current with a good business and five employees and life was great. And uh, all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out for me for no reason whatsoever, as it turns out. It did nothing. There was no benefit whatsoever to society by shutting down my business, shutting down the bars, shutting down the restaurants, shutting down people's livelihood and taking everything they had built. Businesses that were family businesses that were in uh, operation for 100 years or 50 years are gone. 
people lost their lives, not because of COVID, but because of their devastated psychological health from losing their business. Yeah. And I got to tell you, to say that those people are hypocrites because they don't want it to happen again is utter, complete horseshit. And uh, I would say, screw you, Mr. Biden. (laughs) You know, screw you. And everybody else who is in favor of that nonsense, screw you too. Right. I totally agree. And the General Accounting Office has further said that, you know, because it's so sloppy and, you know, that that, that, that Daffy, uh, the COVID uh, TPP thing was so sloppy. And, and and the student debt forgiveness thing, uh, they were bragging it. It takes less than five minutes to fill out the form online. You know, they're bragging about how easy it is to get your money uh, forgiven. I mean, my, my sons and I were discussing last night an engineer who now works for Duke Energy, obviously not going to mention his name, but he's an electrical engineer, works for Duke Energy, makes 150 Gs a year, right? He's in his 20s. He paid off his federal student loan, 20 grand, wrote the check, like with, you know, within the first year of him having, having this job. He has no kids, no wife. He's living a great life. Paid off his federal loan early, just wrote a check. Guess what? Under student debt forgiveness, he is allowed to ask for, because he was a, uh, a Pell Grant uh, guy, he he doesn't ha- he's not limited by ten grand. He gets to get a refund from the government for having paid the twenty. He's going to get that twenty back. He gets a ref- He applied for it and it's been approved, and he's waiting for his twenty thousand dollar check that he happily paid. You know, last year or the year before, whenever he paid it, he's going to get a twenty thousand dollar check from the Uncle Sam for money. He doesn't need. Yeah, he's getting I mean, our money. Right? He's getting it's insane. Yeah. He he promised to pay it back. He did, in fact, keep his promise. He did pay it back. What if and I got it because his jeez. Oh, what if yeah, I got a tax amnesty? His, I want I want and instead of a student loan forgiveness, I want to get like a hundred thousand of my taxes back over the last uh, twenty five years. You know, I'll take that. Well, check. you know, they're doing. You know, they're doing a little bit of that. On, uh, on 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 employee taxes, where where uh, whatever the employer had paid his portion of Social Security or federal unemployment tax, FUDA or, or whatever, there now there's now this program. You hear it on the radio all the time. There are these uh, accountancy firms yeah, and ERC. lawyer firms. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. That is absolutely insane. So, so I can't do it because I'm a sole proprietorship. You know, I can't go and and get my uh, and get my you know 1040 tax money back. But if I had paid myself as an employee, I could. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's, I, it's, I, you know, it's, and hopefully it's, it's morally wrong. Yeah, hopefully your friend gets his 20 grand and he uses it better than the government would. Yeah, and <laughs> you can just, look at it that way, I guess, but it's still no, it's, they're going to they're going to print twenty grand exactly. It is yeah. it, it's borrowing it from everybody else, but you know that's insane. All right, well, with that, it's we got to wrap it up, guys. We are an hour in uh, post election plus one. 
uh, here at Common Sense Ohio, and we'll see if uh, Ohio can uh, find some sense. And if not, they can always look here at commonsenseohioshow.com. I think we have a website that is uh, now up and at them. So commonsenseohioshow.com. Uh, and, and don't, never you fear, lawyer talk is still happening. I dropped an episode with Keith McGrath last week. More to come. Uh, the infamous rogue edition is on its way. I promise. I promise. Uh, lots of Q and A's are still coming in and I got a nice, uh, a couple nice comments about, uh, common sense, Ohio, as well as the lawyer talk. Uh, once I dropped a new, uh, lawyer talk episode. So, uh, life is good. Now we're going to run, uh, we're going to run on two rivers here for a while. We're going to run parallel here at lawyer talk and common sense, show.com. But you'll, you know, Common Sense Ohio has its own feed now. You'll be able to subscribe. You'll be able to like. You'll be able to to do whatever you want. And as the website grows, and as uh, as the social media presence grows, uh, lots more to come. You know, videos, swag, uh, just great stuff. I promise you'll get to finally see what Norm looks like, and uh, you know, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Silence, except for Norm's Norm's devious chuckle in the background. All right, so uh, this has been Common Sense Ohio right from the middle, at least until now.